Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. What's up? Welcome to show three. For I mean, you. for me. Yeah. That's what I gave her pre pre parting earlier. Hey, Wells. Yo. What's happening? But you like to party. We like to party. I know for a fact I like to party. I knew for a fact. Uh, so anything exciting been going on since the last five seconds that we recorded? Oh, dang. I don't think so. No, probably not. Probably not. Anyway. Uh, video game news. The new Zelda. Oh, buddy. It's I, everything I've, I've ever wanted. The, um, the the Twitter videos of people doing like crazy builds and yeah. whatever. Like that's been a lot of fun. So the way that I explained it to my son, because he's not into the Zelda thing like I have been, you know, sure. since I was younger than him and watching the series kind of evolve. I'm like, this is like somebody put a ROM hat of the old Zelda in. And I'm yeah. like, this is fucking amazing to me. Like, I just get to play a hacked version of Zelda now. Cool. I, I, I'm sure you've seen some of the videos. My favorite thus far, though, is the person who made the orbital laser for taking down a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that some, one was pretty awesome. There's like, some, like, insanely over-engineered over shit in that game. It's, it's mind-blowing. Like, I don't have the patience to sit there and build all that stuff. Like... I'm, I'm just not going to do it, but God bless those people that can. And I'm on the other side of the, the, the scope when it comes to games like that, where I'm like, I want to, I want 100% it. And like, I know they make games specifically so that you can't. Yeah. Unless you have no life. Yeah. And like, I, I just like, I'm, I, I don't want to even get into it because I'm just afraid I'm going to miss too much. How do you kill that, his, th- that which has no life? What is dead can never die? Yes. Yes. Correct. Uh, I'll take uh, video game tropes for eight hundred, Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's really all I've been doing is honestly just been playing Zelda. Like it owes me money. Attracts. So, Beat that game like it owes me money. That's right. That's all I've been doing. Sweet. Yeah. You know the rules. Music's still playing, man. Are uh, we gonna keep talking like the hose ain't funny? Yeah. <laughs> Your turn. Go? No? We got nothing? All right. All right. So, Wells, you and I found an article that actually is kind of the same. Not kind of the same. It was the same article. Um, I just saw the headline. You probably read it. Yes. Okay. So, please, please explain. So, we're seeing a a bit of a consolidation craze going on in the craft beer industry. Uh, Just last show, um, we had, I guess, announced whatever that... uh, FX Matt, the Saranac Brewer, uh, was acquiring Flying Flying Dog. Yup. Uh, but that's more of like a big fish swallowing a smaller fish uh, to make still a top ten uh, by volume craft brewery in the United States. Yes. So a lot of these uh, we're we're seeing, and this is a San Francisco Bay Area based uh, publication. Well, yeah, the San Francisco Chronicle uh, detailing all these other. Uh, Bay Area breweries that are kind of joining forces. Which we may not have heard about, because some of these I did not. Yeah, so some of these... uh, Go back up. So we did talk about Bear Republic and Drake's. We did talk about um, Cellar Maker and the Rare Barrel. But one that I did not hear about was um, the brewery. Um, Yeah. uh, Patrick Rue kind of taking a 50% stake in Moonlight Brewing. So uh, can't ever say. I don't even remember talking about Moonlight to begin with, even though they had been partially acquired by Heineken. Yep. So He bought out the 50% stake that Heineken owned in them. Yeah, so we're, we're seeing a lot of turmoil in the craft beer industry. Things are, we're entering into uncharted waters with economic upheaval and a surge in the price of... Uh, ingredients and everything and just inflation running rampant and so folks are having to team up to kind of work on like an economy of scale in order for both parties to stay afloat okay so question time yes i know that chicken little chicken little the fire is the sky is not falling do you feel like in your opinion has in the last let's take 2017 all the way to now okay has craft beer started growing stagnant from what you've seen? Uh, volumes flat. We're still seeing um, 
more breweries opening than closing. Yes. So at least we're not on a, a decline yet. It's just that things are getting tougher. I mean, things are getting tougher in every industry. Oh, yeah. Um, except AI, I suppose, because yeah. that seems to be doing well. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, back to your point of, you know, the... <clears throat> they don't want to call it a recession, but the recession that we've kind of been in since COVID yeah. dropped, just the overall cost of ingredients going up. I know aluminum is still at an all-time high. Uh, Corporate profits are at record levels, though. So yeah. that's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Makes me feel really good, especially, like, for all those people that... Nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah. We're all like, doing fine. We're fine here. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing great, but we're laying a lot of people off. Uh, it, it, I think we're only beginning to see it. Um, do you, all right, so here's, I guess, my million look, dollar question. Look, I am, I am doom and gloom for days all about this. I think, uh, without, million dollar question. Yeah. How many breweries do we have that aren't, you know, like, bear, oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell was that? I'll count burial as not. Local Charlotte breweries, how many do we have? Oh, God, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. 30 to 35? Okay. Two years Higher. from now? Oh, sorry. Do you think that most of them will have... Not most of them. A quarter of them will have started to consolidate? I don't know about local consolidation. I, I mean, I, I don't know about local. It seems like it's... You know, as we talked about in the last show, Suffolk Punch just opened up a third location. Uh, Legion's probably on their 20th location by the end of the Senate. So, um, Realistically, I would say that if 10% of the what I'll call born and raised Charlotte breweries become part of a conglomerate, I will be surprised. Okay. Because I don't feel like that's really the... I feel like the Charlotte market can support the majority of the breweries. Those that aren't getting supported can kind of go away and they may get folded into another portfolio of another distributor kind of thing. Well, which here's I wouldn't a- necessarily consider the same as like, you know, the, the what is it? The, the fireman's whatever of uh, cigar city, Dale's Perrin, whatever, like, I don't know that I see a whole lot of, of that going on. Do you think it's because the breweries here are too small? I just don't feel like they're interested in because they're becoming too small? part of that because they're a Charlotte brewery. And they probably still maintain that they're going to be successful. And then we're like, oh, yes, just like Salty Parrot. Who? And what was the steampunk one over by Old Mech? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thirsty Nomad. I, there we go. I really wanted you to not know the name, but it's okay. I was searching, searching. Brain brain was like, searching, searching. Uh, Accessing. But, what are you, like, data from Star Trek The Next Generation? But the, the reason I ask this is, is just because I, you know, I look at some of the Charlotte breweries that I'm sure are doing fine now, but what if this, you know, kind of economic downturn that we're in continues for another two years... Do they just close their doors? Does one of them say, hey, brewery X and Y, why don't we all just become brewery ABC? Sometimes, but I feel like a lot of these breweries are so like, so we love to promote this idea that like all the Charlotte breweries, they're all friendly and they all get along. But I'm going to tell you that isn't the case. No, I know it isn't. And what's going to end up happening is that some of those that are on the outside looking in because they weren't good friends... They're going to get shut down, and they're going to their their properties and assets are going to get acquired by a portfolio manager that's going to sell their stuff, and they're not going to like they're, they're just going to walk away from it. My okay. Guess. I don't know. I'm just. It's one of those things where I'm always curious about. You know, I Gazunte. I, I I look at some of these places, and I, you know, obviously I don't frequent a lot of these breweries. But I can think of two that are not far from my house that I wonder, in two years' time, are they even going to be open still? So we've had that conversation a number of times where I feel like if you have a good location and your beer is even mid, 
if you can build enough of a local presence to where you have your <laughs> your, your, your locals that are going to continue yeah. to walk in no matter what, and they're going to support you no matter what, you have a chance to succeed. You have a chance to, to succeed, yes, you do. But then you also wonder, like, how many of these places are going to eventually look at some of these breweries and go, you know what, that place is mid, I can drive an extra five minutes sure. and get to a resident culture or a this or a that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And that's going to happen when you get enough locations locally nearby. You know, to your point, Josh, there are those two that are within a seven minute drive. Yeah. And for an extra five minutes, I can get what I know is good beer. Yep. As opposed to going to one of those other two locations that, in fairness, I've not physically been to. And you're not missing anything. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, you know, famously, you and I ran, went running a couple summers ago and we did the Union County Brewery Tour. Yep. And we went to the first place and it's like, this is, I don't even understand how this is open. Yeah. It's not even like a location thing. Like their beer sucks. Yeah. Their beer then sucks. we went to the and- second place and it's like, okay, this is one of the fastest growing areas in the outside of Charlotte Metro area. Oh, yeah. Like I totally understand why they're still open, but their beer sucks. You know, and then we went to the next location. It was like, ah, oh, this is not bad, but also we've had enough. So maybe our, our, our scruples are lowered. Or oh, yeah, whatever. absolutely. But, but in those cases, like, you have a captive audience. Place, people that 100%. aren't willing to drive 45 minutes to get to an actual good brewery. So the one down the street's good enough. I, I'll just do that one instead. Well, yeah, and that's, that's honestly, that's kind of where I am is... You know, I know I could go five minutes to one, seven to eight to the other, or I can spend an extra 10 and I'm at RC Southern Strain. Yep. Like, why am I going to even bother? RC Southern Strain burial. Oh, yeah, burial too. Right. You're right. Why am I even going to bother? And, and, and so, like, we're, you know, so we were all having this group text earlier today while Josh was quote unquote working. I was working. He was not, he was not participating. No, I wasn't. But we're all having this group text and, and, you know, like we got to this point where we're having this conversation about like, there are so many brewery, we didn't really get into this. I got into this like on the side of Ryan later, but there are so many breweries in town that are serviceable at best. And occasionally they have that one beer that's decent. And you're like, yeah, maybe I want that beer from that brewery because it's the best that they've got. Yeah. And then you end up having like the same style from a brewery that you know and trust. And you're like, no, wait, nope, sorry, whoops, yep, no, no. And we'll get to that in a minute. Well, I mean, and honestly, that changes your change. Honestly, that's why I typically go to the bottle shop rather than the breweries because they may have a good beer at brewery A, and a I highly doubt that they have anything that I'd want to drink at brewery B. But I mean, brewery A didn't make me that mad. Like, sure. It wasn't terrible, but then there's but, common market that's right there, and I can get anything. Yeah. It is unfortunate that we have these breweries that are in town that just, like, like I wonder what you're bringing to the puzzle, right? And, and so it goes back to that conversation we had about Frothy Beard last episode. It's captive audiences. You're coming to a market. Yes, you are close to the NFL stadium but tell me why you're worth the effort over resident culture, over hop fly, over honestly the craft growler shop. Yeah. Or and, and I hate to even be this way, the port yourself place. Oh like God. You know, I still have yet to go to one of those. You're not missing anything, but at least there you can have a variety of things, whereas you know, I, I don't know what, what you know, I, I expect and hope to be wrong. But you're probably not going to be. And, and that's the other thing that just absolutely amazes me is it's it goes back to that captive audience thing because I know where Brewery B is. And right. there's a bunch of apartment complexes around that brewery. So in essence, in a small sense, you've got a captive audience. For real. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. FR, FR. No cap. And then with Brewery A, 
there's about to be like a you know a mini Optimus Hall that's going to open up over there with a bunch of food courts and everything else, and they're going to continue to survive. Yeah, because they've got that kind through, of quote unquote no, small captive audience, right? Through no ability of their own, it's just the right place at the right time, and you know a mediocre brewery in the exact right place will survive. And, it's just mind boggling to me. Yeah, and and you know for those of you listening. Think about your breweries. Are they actually good, or do they just happen to be at the right place? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so some mind blowing news. This really is happened. And like this is like reverberating through the entire industry right now. Yes. Wells, what happened? Well, rewind a few years ago, and Anheuser Busch had a, a rather large acquisition. Um, it was uh, what the craft brewing part, craft craft beer alliance. alliance yep. Uh, um, I specifically remember the episode. We were at Jeff's place. It was you, Ryan, and Mark that we talked about this. Yep. So, I mean, you don't know the episode number, but you knew we were all there. Yep. Good so, job. Rewind. Let's go back to 2014. No, we're going to be talking about Appalachian Mountain Brewing, uh, which is a Boone, North Carolina-based brewery. Uh, in 2014, they partnered with Craft Brew Alliance which was partially owned by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, fast forward uh, four years, uh, AMB was absorbed by Craft Brewers Alliance. Uh, fast forward three more years, and Anheuser-Busch acquires Craft Brewers Alliance. And so at that point, Appalachian Mountain Brewing went over the span of seven years from being partially owned by CBA to be wholly owned by AB InBev. Now, we've talked about recently on the show Platform Brewing in Ohio, which was also acquired by AB InBev, is dead. I yep. mean, it's it's alive in name only. AB will continue to brew three brewery or three beers under their name, but no tap rooms, no physical brewing presence, no nothing. Platform is dead. Uh and it made me wonder what's going to happen with the rest of these craft brew alliance breweries or anybody that's still under that AB InBev umbrella. Somehow, some way, Appalachian Mountain Brewing has bought themselves back from out from under that AB InBev umbrella, and they are now officially independently owned. Which they did not disclose how much money they spent on... Breaking that partnership. But I can promise you, it's less money than they were paid. For real. To, and it has yeah. to be, right? And we've watched as Constellation spent a billion dollars on Ballast Point and then basically drove them into the ground. And sold them they, for pennies on the they dollar. And sold for like a million, two million yeah, dollars. Yeah, it, like, it was literally pennies on the dollar. Yeah, for like literally, yeah, like a one to two percent of the acquisition price. You know, there was that point in time in the heyday of acquisitions where everybody was, I say everybody, the big breweries were convinced that purchasing these smaller breweries were going to give them street cred. And in some places like Goose Island and Wicked Weed, there was enough of an indentured fan base that they felt and still believe that that is okay yeah it's still the, it's still quote-unquote wicked weed it's still quote-unquote beer Island. is still good and that's all that matters even though honkers or 312 has not been brewed in chicago proper for years at this point but who cares man because you know bourbon county brand stout is still good and like i'm not disputing, it is. i'm not disputing the quality of the beer i'm no. just saying like like the, the, the logic there is interesting it is very interesting yes that all said um I'm interested to see if this is the first of many. I'm excited if this will be the first of many. Those breweries that started out. Now, I don't expect somebody like Ten Barrel, let's say, to suddenly split themselves off from AB InBev. Well, no, because they had all those brew pubs. Ten Barrel wins too many awards. Ten Barrel does too well. Mm. But a Blue Point. Sure. I wonder if they would go the same route. I'm not sure that I would care. And, so, and, like, and, and I'm going to be ugly here for a quick second. This story is interesting because it is local North Carolina beer. Yes. Other than the fact that they make the Bojangles hard tea. 
I could care. I, like, I don't care. So that, that was going to be my, I, ne- my I, next question. I care because, like, this is the first of hopefully many. But I'm not suddenly going to rush out and start buying A&B beer yet. Okay, because that, that was honestly going to be my next question. Is You know, normally when somebody gets acquired, we ask, are you still going to buy them? Now that they are out from the ev- evil umbrella of AB, right. are you going to spend your hard-earned money on them? To say, no, like, hey, I, good job. You got out from the evil empire. It, and like, I wish them all the best. I hope they have tremendous success having been in Boone within the last three months. It would like, there was literally a point where the, the one brewery that's there, like off of King street was like, it was like a two hour wait. Is that Boonshine? No. Okay. I've not been to Boonshine. Um, lost roads, lost worlds. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> and, a and B was like one of those places. Like, well, it's not that far away. We probably could, but I'm like, I can't, I can't spend my money there. So right, it might I can't be nice justify to have it. another tap room to go there, but I'm not going to suddenly start buying their stuff off the shelves yet. Okay, it's going to be a minute. They got to show me that their beers are good first. Yeah, I was going to say. So that's the other thing that when this acquisition happened way back in the day, uh, they were not. Well, please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I don't think they were well distroed here yet. They might have had a couple of beers here and there on the shelf, but it's not like it is today where I can easily find a good chunk of their portfolio at a big box. Uh, yeah, they, they didn't really have very much of a, a distro presence in, in my neck of the woods or at least places that I go shopping. I don't know kind of what their overall sales numbers were like in this region. Um, but this this... Won't really affect my buying habits because okay. it's not like oh my god I you weren't buy seeing them, them to begin with. I wasn't seeing them to begin with, and honestly, like I think they were good enough for their neck of the woods, but it wasn't really good enough for my uh, buying tastes. Um, that said, I did really enjoy that uh, Bojangles hard sweet tea. Can't believe it. It is crazy. And I've been looking for a reason to go to Boone. This is like just on a, you know, just a. Other than that bottle shop. That bottle shop is legit. Peabody's. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, I've been looking for an excuse to go to Boone. And I think this might just be like, cool. Now we have three breweries to choose from instead of two. Now you can say, hey, welcome back. Yeah, exactly. So does this make me more likely to like buy their stuff around town? No. Does it make me more likely to go to Boone and just visit their tap room? It actually does. So I'll probably go up there this summer when I'm sick and tired of the Charlotte heat. So I guess the, the next it's question. The Charlotte Hornets. It's the Miami heat. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Lost, Lost, Lost Province was the name I was trying to come up with. So I guess my, my next question, kind of going back to what Jeff was saying, do you see any other breweries that could potentially do this that kind of got – because. Blue Point is the one that sticks out to me the most of there were a lot of people in this market that were from that region that were really upset that Blue Point got sucked up by the AB sure. moniker. I, I feel like um, so so the the big when you think about the big acquisitions that AB and Bev had. Goose Island, Wicked Weed, they're not going anywhere. Oh, God, no. ABM is not going to let them go. No. Ten Barrel, again, I feel like they're not going anywhere. No, because Golden, they, they do brew pubs with them. Yeah. So, no. Blue Point, maybe, but I don't know that anybody's clamoring for that. Golden Road is the other like big name one that honestly. Oh, God, I forgot about that. I, I feel Golden like, Road was built to sell to AMB. 100%. Yeah. yeah I, I, I feel like a, they were. A, and AB and Bev. Sorry. Yeah. They, they were so excited to be bought. Like, I don't see that one going anywhere. There may be some other like miscellaneous smallish ones, like maybe uh, Carbach. Oh yeah, I Who forgot knows? about Carbach. But like, I'm not. I, I would love to see more of this. I'm not expecting a ton of this. So I guess the other question I have is: Was this a signal that these acquisitions didn't work? It's a virtue signal. I kid. I, I kid. I think it's a, a pretty clear signal that at least. 
two of these acquisitions didn't work. Well, like, or for plat- the platform didn't work, and maybe this just wasn't a because they were the new. They were the new brewery, right? Yeah, A and B right. was. Pepper, they were the the last one, in. the last one into CBA. Yep. Um, so they're the first one to leave. That makes just complete sense to me. Well, and and it like to a degree of <clears throat> they were they were acquired because AB and Bev was in this mode of we need to do like, acquire, so, acquire, acquire, so again, acquire. Going back to my point from the previous show. Their ABM Bev is always going to be looking for how do we sell beer to a new customer base? Yes. And there was that period where they were convinced that craft beer was the way. And yeah, so they yeah. were acquiring the craft breweries that they could. And some of those have turned a profit for them. And again, I'm going to say 10 Barrel has had a lot of critical success at, at uh, World Beer Cup and GABF. Goose Island continues to have success. And the other, what's, what's the, uh, my brain just shut off. Um, Wicked Weed? Wicked Weed. I, I gotta believe Wicked Weed is still selling. Uh, so actually, when this story first broke, um, I, of course, was on the Slash Beer subreddit. and was reading through the comments, and somebody that used to work, or maybe still does, uh, the question was, was asked of, why A and B? Because it, when you think about it, it didn't really make sense, right? Of like, all the ones to buy out, buy back, right? Wicked Weed made sense. GI made sense. But it was it was twofold of why these places got bought. So yeah. number one, it was styles. So when sure. you think of Wicked Weed, what do they nail? Sours. Sours and, and, and hoppy. And pernicious. Perni- yeah. So things that AB's not great at. Yeah. What about Goose? Same, Same. thing. Yeah. So, barrel-aged beer, like barrel-aged stouts, which isn't a huge, huge, huge part of their portfolio. Yeah. But 312, the wheat beer that Bud always wanted but couldn't figure out. out they had. They bought. So it was kind of twefold. Of It was regional holes that Bud was trying to fill. <laughs> Got to fill them holes. And it was also beer styles that they just flat out knew they couldn't do. So I don't know what it was with... A and B that they had that they couldn't do. I, I, but I think so so in my mind, what happened there is A and B was part of the Craft Beer Alliance. A B and Bev was invested in Craft Beer Alliance, and, and they it, were just kind of. And when it became it. time to like, what's the return on investment? We can spend a little bit of money and just buy out the rest of Craft Beer Alliance. That's just a cheap way to go. It, and I mean this in the most gracious way possible. Yeah. It probably had very little to do with A and B as a brewery. Oh, I'm sure. And more so to do with the the overall CBA portfolio. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know that we're going to see any more of this. It'll be interesting. Uh, last story up. Just hey, let's talk about stuff that isn't necessary, y'all. Just made me want to scream. What is the best uh, best beer for beer can chicken? None. How about a beer can chicken beer for beer can chicken? Yo, dog, I heard you like beer can chicken, so I made a beer that you can put in your chicken so you can have beer can chicken with a beer can chicken while you beer can chicken. Because you know the best way to cook a chicken? Smoke it. Spatchcock that motherfucker. Woo! Yeah, there ain't no need to fucking put... Hold up. If I spatchcock my chicken, how do I insert a beer can up its anus? Because the beer does nothing. That's the thing that cracks me up when people do this. It it's, does nothing. Right. It's like the beer can in your beer can chicken is really there more to hold it upright more so than anything. Yeah, it does not impart any flavor because yeah. of the way that when you're smoking it or cooking it, again, it, it all evaporates out. It's take, take a, stupid. Take, take probably 60 to 90 seconds on YouTube to learn how to spatchcock a chicken. Yep. And it'll change your life. And it, and it is... It is Faster, better, juicier than your, but 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 you don't get the benefit of saying I did a beer can chicken. Well, I guess you can have the beer can chicken beer instead. How about that? So Purdue, the maker of chicken, right? They made chickens. They like to tell you that they made chickens. So like, yeah, right. And, and so so they've come out with this beer, and it has so it's a quote unquote summer ale with citra hops. Honey, rosemary, thyme, and pink peppercorns. Look, 
No, 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 and no, and maybe yes, I'll try so, it. So, like, this is not a beer that you're going to drink because you want the flavors. This is absolutely a single-use purpose beer. I don't know. I'd try it, man. Would I'll you be, really? I'll be honest. I would try that. Look, I love rosemary, but not enough that I want a beer with it. Pink, pink peppercorn, too? And I don't know. Fun fact, um, there's a brewery in Charlotte that made a pink peppercorn saison. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I said there is a brewery. There was a brewery, brewery. that made a pink peppercorn saison. It is no more. Oh, okay. So I'm not saying that pink peppercorn is necessarily your gateway to good beer. No, it's not, but I might, out of morbid curiosity, if this ever came into my purview, try it, but I don't know that I would... What if it came into your purpose? Act... Oh, God. I don't know that I would actively seek oh, this out. image. It really is. Um, yeah, so... Sorry about my weird beer can chicken rant. It, it drives me nuts when people do it, because it does fucking nothing, but this beer also, like, why... But I also get it. It's if Purdue have, going, like, like, hey, okay, it's like, a gimmick. Seriously, though, if, if you have, whether it's a, a a Weber kettle or a regular gas grill or whatever, like, get your little foil pan, put your beer in that, and then it will, like, the, the, the heat from the grill will evaporate that beer and it will infuse a little bit into your chicken. It's not going to make a huge difference. At all. But it is way more safe in terms yes. of cooking than it is to shove a can up a full carcass. Yes. Please spatchcock your chickens. Welcome to Craft Spatchcock Cast. <laughs> Welcome to Old Man Cooks Chicken. So a few things, a few takeaways for me about this article. One, uh, somebody please hire an editor because beer cans don't come in 12.5 ounce sizes. No? What? Yep. So, boo hiss on that. But it says, right, oh, it says 12 ounces. It says 12 ounces, yeah. But in the article, uh, just a couple of paragraphs up, 12.5 ounce can. Go fuck yourself. Uh, two. Uh, it's tw- CNN, man. They never make mistakes. This is made by the Torch and Crown Brewery, operating a brewery in lower Manhattan. How in the hell can That's, you afford... You, you didn't know that was chicken farmland? I don't, no, chicken farmland, nothing. This is more like... How can you afford rent, real estate, whatever, on a production brewery in that area in New York? Because you have Purdue money now. <laughs> You've got because, Purdue look, money. You've got big chicken money. This beer doesn't have to be good because they're going to say, well, this really isn't meant for drinking. It's meant for like beer, you know, can chickening your... your no. 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 And uh, the last Also, thing- like, why do we care that it has citra hops? Do I need citra hops? Like, why don't you... like? It's a bud- know, buzzword at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why don't we just do, go ahead and do, like, Nelson Savon or, you know, like... Cryo-fresh. Thank you. Cryo-fresh hop chicken beer. Uh, and the last thing about this is... Why is it not double dry hopped? That's what I want to know. It's only available online. So it's just like that right-wing beer. <laughs> Except this one will exist. You want to know? So you want to know why Torch and Crown is making this? Because they were the first ones to say, "Okay, we'll do it." Yeah. What makes me very curious to know, and, and the odds of me ever seeing a can of this are zero. But what if, like, is Torch and Crown actually making this, or are they contracting it like we saw <laughs> El Segundo contract out the? Um, broken skull. Broken. broken like we're skull, not even going to make this beer. We're going to let somebody else. Yeah, make we're going to let make New Realm make it. So, who who actually brews this beer in the end? Yeah, I I don't really care. I don't I don't give a shit. I could. What does the cleaning process have to look like when you're done making a beer that has rosemary and thyme and all this other crap in it? Well, I I, I you, you keep, put it in a hot bag. And yeah. Add yeah. It to put the it boil. in a muslin I mean, bag. Yeah. yeah It'd be fine. good. It'd be good. Um. Again, why? Who asked for this? Uh, Did you ask for this? No. Did you ask for this? I didn't ask for this. No, I got better ways. I mean, I guess Purdue's got that fuck you money. Yeah. Big chicken big out chicken. here. Big chicken. What big chicken doesn't want you to know <laughs> out is here. that boneless wings are actually chicken nuggies. No? What? Oh. This whole time. I know you both probably watch Hot Ones. 
I, I, I've been behind on it, to be honest, but yeah, yeah. I'm not asking to be caught up, but you've watched enough of them to probably oh, yeah. share with me the fury, which is they're eating nuggies. Like, they're not yeah. even eating real wings. Yeah. Get out of here with yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. In, in some of them, I'm I probably... I mean, sometimes they're vegetarian. Yeah, so. I was like, sometimes I'm like, that's, pro- that, that's a vegan nugget. I almost guarantee it. But... It's I mean, fine. if you're a vegetarian and you're on hot ones, I get, I, I get it. I, I get it. It's it's promotional, like whatever. It's, this isn't the hill I'm looking to die on. It's just, yeah, probably not worth it. And on that note, are we done with the spatchcock talk and ready for break? Spatch that cock. All right, we'll be back at thirty. It's time you gotta make me do everything. This is bullcrap, man. It's time for buy no buy. Okay, buy no buy. Shut where up and explain. The, where we talk about the beer that we've had on the show, and whether or not we would buy it with our own damn money, because really that's that's the measure, right? Like all of this, like oh, it's rated four point two seven five on Untapped. Like that doesn't mean anything. Would is rate beer still a thing? By the way, I'm sure it is. Okay, I, don't I mean care. it probably is, but it's bought by Anheuser Busch. So oh, that's right. Really that's cares. right. Yeah, yeah. And then the the other one, a Beer Advocate, was bought by Untapped. So, And I mean, not that, I mean, like, Beer, Ad, Beer Advocate to me was always, like, the place where people went and wrote paragraphs. Yeah, I'm going to hold my pinky reviews. high as I'm... Yeah, like, mm, this tastes like a little bit of, like, burned cardboard if it had been exposed to seven hours of sunlight, you know, but only during the vernal equinox. And I'm like, what? Our sim- our scale is pretty simple, though, isn't it, Jeff? There's no vernal equinox with our scale. It's am I going to buy this beer again ever or not? And so, up for first beer tonight uh, for this episode. I say tonight. This is like show three for me. Is uh, Triple C's Umlaut? So. Mm. Yeah, this is their uh, German-style Kolsch ale. And so, like, I knew this was coming out. Uh, Ryan had actually invited all of us to go to the release event. Um, Wells, I'll let you talk about that in here in a second. Um, He talked about that already. Did he already? My bad. (coughs) My bad. Um, I I did not get to go. Uh, So, you know, after having one of these, I'm like, yes. Uh, We were looking for a clean Pilsner lagered beer, really like a lagered beer um, <coughs> for our second keg for the upcoming graduation party for my uh, high school senior. And this beer comes up and I'm like, yes, um, I very much appreciate this one uh, for a cold style. It's a little cloudy, but I don't mind it. Um, it is delicious. It is easy drinking. Um, maybe not as easy drinking as that resident culture from last show, but, uh, I absolutely adore this beer so much. So spoiler alert, I bought a keg. So there's that big buy for me. Wells. Uh, this was like, I hate it. It's terrible. This was really tasty. Um, with like Kolsch table service going, I was able to, you know, consume mass quantities. Uh, this was an, an excellent springtime sipper. Um, God, a uh, little bit of fruitiness, which is very acceptable in a Kolsch and very welcome in Kolsch's that I love. Uh, look, it's, it's a buy full stop. Josh. So, uh, <clears throat> yesterday smoked chicken day. Did you spatchcock or did you stick uh, can? Uh, no, of course I spatchcock. Come on. I'm a grown ass man. This is spatchcockcast.com. Uh this would have been perfect for yesterday. Like, oh god, yesterday's weather was so nice and again, I hate to keep bringing up Zelda, but I'm sitting there playing Zelda, kind of mon- just monitoring at that point like I nailed the grill temp, grill's going, don't even really have to go out and check on it. Like just a good day of video games and beer. This would have fit right in with that. Oh, well thank you, sir. <laughs> Uh, this is absolute buy. This is delicious. I am mad that I didn't pull myself off the couch to go to the event, but 
Josh needs notice, and like short notice no, does not work with me. Respectfully, that was very short notice. Yeah, yeah, but that, that, that doesn't fly with me. Next beer up. Um, so, uh, so, so, so I'm texting with Ryan on Saturday. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come up, and I'm gonna, I, I need to buy this keg of of the Kolsch. And he's like, have you had flat brim this year? And I'm like, oh, you know, hazies and like whatever. But like, no. He's like, you you need to have it. It's the best we've ever had. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's like, again, the style is not my jam. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not. And, and I was typically. up there today, and that was the first beer that I had. And like, I, I was drinking, and I'm like, you know what? This is fine. I don't hate it, but I'm not really crazy about buying a bunch of it. Yeah. Um, and so the weird thing is, <laughs> now, uh, you know, we're, we're into our second show. We've had a bunch of beer. I like this better in the can than I did on tap. Really? Interesting. The, I don't know if it's the presentation. I'm not sure what's going on, but like, it almost has this like, uh, like juicy fruit, fruit punch, like bubble gummy kind of vibe to it. Um, I absolutely love this. And where I was kind of like, ho-hum about it before, I, I really like this out of a can. Um, I would buy more of this. And, and y'all know how I feel about hazies. Oh, I know. This is a buy for me. Wells? I mean, it's like grapefruit pith meets the, like the pineapple gummy bear. Yes. Pineapple gummy bear. Exactly. This is really good. It's, it's light. This is everything that I'm looking for in a hazy. It, it's not chewy or overall thick. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just good. Try not to overthink it. Did it surprise you at all that it's only 5.2%? No. Cause like, I feel like most of the hazy IPAs are still hovering in that like six, seven, six and a half, seven percent, and they always end up being like super like chewy and dense. And maybe that's why I enjoy this one so much. It's not. Maybe that's it. It. I think I was expecting it to be like in the sixes and it being five point two. I'm like, okay, cool. So that explains why it's lighter. All right, Josh. I mean, this. Come on, you love you some fat brim. Uh, this was my beer of the year. When it first came out, like I am absolutely in love with this beer. They have nailed the hazy to the, you know, just from the first batch. This is, and that's saying a lot in this city of, you know, I know RC can make a good hazy. I know Burial can make a good hazy. But anytime this beer comes out, it is constantly like, I will buy it until I don't see it again. Like, this is an absolute buy. I have it on good authority that they have plenty of cans at the taproom. Yes. Uh, there will be a visit to Triple C here very soon. Because, um, yeah. Josh is putting in for a vacation day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from New London, Connecticut. I'm not sure why we're getting so much Connecticut beers all of a sudden. Yeah, we are. I don't get it. But this is Tox Brewing. We've had some of their beer before. They like to have uh, little dart frogs. Um, but this is Eft. An Amarillo IPA. Uh, this is dry hopped with Amarillo. Um, this is a little too melony for me. I don't care for this expression of Amarillo. I don't mind Amarillo. I didn't like this beer at all. And I don't feel like I love Tox beers in general. Like, I don't feel like I've, we've had any of theirs that I've been like, oh, yes, that beer was really good. Like, yeah. maybe it's just a, a weird, like, amalgamation of what's actually hit the market. But, you know, there's no date on this. So who knows? But I didn't like this one. Wells, did you like this one? No, I didn't. Uh, I did check today. It, it's blurry. Right? Like, it. I didn't see any sort of. Anyway, I, I, got, I got no date. Oh, gotcha. Well, I got no interest in buying this one again. That's for sure. Josh, I don't think it's that bad. I just taste a little old to me. It, it might be a little old. Um, I like this expression of Amarillo in a beer. It's so. not a little old. It's a little gross. I don't know. I think you, you both are crazy. I'd buy this again. Go for it. Yeah, I did. You can have mine. 
Okay. Next beer up. So sometimes when we're putting together the beer list for the day, Wills will say like, hey, I've added some beer to the spreadsheet. And I'm like, cool. I'll fill out the rest of the detail. And then sometimes Josh is like, here's a picture of beer I bought. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I got this one and that one, but you got to tell me what that third one is because I have no idea. And he's like, oh, it's from Abomination. I'm like, okay, cool. That doesn't help enough. He's like, well, it's Fog from Abomination. I'm like, okay, cool. They literally have over 50 iterations of Fog on Untapped. Help me further. And then I'm like scrolling through like literally the fourth screen. I finally found what I thought was the logo. And I'm like, is this one it? And he's like, yes, that's it. The Northern Lights Edition. This. That is water. This is Abomination's Terp Fog. Mm, love me some terpenes. Yeah, you love me some terpenes. Terp Fog, but not just any Terp Fog. This is the Northern Lights edition. Because can you just like have a beer and be okay? Or like come out with a different name? Like Northern Lights is a very popular strain of indica. Okay. Today I learned. Yeah. I know, it's not my scene. Well, it, I mean, it's it's Terp, so... Marijuana turpentines are brewed Terp- in terpenes. The, terpenes are brewed with this beer. What about turpentines? What about marijuana turpentines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Northern Lights is a very popular strain, and that's where they're going with that. So um, <clears throat> I sat here with this beer and was like doing the uh, the bourbon thing, you know, where like you you open your mouth and you kind of breathe through your mouth to kind of like get the flavor of what's really going on because I, I couldn't place what I was getting out of this. And then finally, like a, a, a ton of bricks, it hit me. Knee-high peach. Like absolute fake peach-flavored soda. And I freaking love it. I absolutely... <laughs> like, like you know those, like, you're watching some movie and there's this, you know, like, they're, they're going through the whole, like progression of a character and suddenly they have ratatouille yeah he has that bite at the end and suddenly he's transfixed back to being a child yeah like that was me with this beer i'm like oh my gosh like i remember growing up and spending time at my aunt's house and she had knee-high peach and that was like like i just for whatever reason it is super fake flavored and i i know this isn't like fake peach flavored right right but these Terps give off that very thing. I freaking love this beer for that exact reason. Wow. I did not expect that. I didn't either. That was a turn. I, I didn't either. I'm like double dry hopped, double IPA, you know, like Terp fog, Northern lights. Like, I'm just like, this is, this is not for me. It'll the, be, the, this is whatever. a Josh beer. Like, get this the fuck out of here. But the more I was like, again, like, like it's the, you stick your nose in it you breathe through your mouth. It's like how you do with bourbon, right? Like yeah. you get like all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that peach, this peach, I I really like this beer. Well, if you ever get into marijuana, now you know that Northern Lights might be your jam. <laughs> might be. I mean, like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, no buy. No, I'm kidding. It's a buy. It's a buy. Well, <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck? See, I'm, I'm, I'm coming at this from a different angle, different avenue. If, if Jeff is starting from the one end and working his way to the other, I'm starting at the other and working my way in the middle. We're both going to buy this. But like the stoner in me is like, oh my god, this smells amazing, and it tastes like just as good. This is, this is sticky, uh, in the in the in the best possible way. This is this was a lot of fun. I took one sniff of this and my my just started smiling. This is really nice. This is a real treat. We're uh. I already know where you got it's this. It's just a real nice surprise, Clark. <laughs> it's just a real it's a, nice surprise. surprise. Yeah, it's bona fide. Uh, big, big buy on this. Josh, where are you? <laughs> well, I'm glad you two actually liked one that I pick out because sometimes you guys do not like the beer styles that I like at all. Even though Wells has gotten me into the hazy beer, like 
we still seem to like sometimes not really just click. because a beer is hazy doesn't mean everybody's gonna like it. Yeah, yeah. Flat Brim is one of those that I feel like you know we we all enjoyed because yeah. it's accessible across the board. Right. There are a lot of these hazies that, for me, and you know me, like that. The body of those beers is just too much. Yeah, and, and uh, so I saw this one. Uh, immediately recognized with the Northern Lights on the can what it was. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to pick this up. And I, what are you, what, what are, you I, I, are you broken? I, I, yeah, no, seriously, I didn't spill any of the crowler into this. Is the one that I fucking <laughs> spill all over yeah, the place? It's all right. I'm sorry, man. It's show three for me. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so I'm glad that you two like this. Of course, I'm going to buy this. I, uh, Saved a can specifically for after you guys leave that I will enjoy (laughs) because I loved this beer. Like, goddamn, this is fantastic. So, absolute buy. Next year. And and I I feel like we've had a couple of abominations and they've just been like, yeah, okay, some's good, some's bad. It's a good one. Yeah, Uh, really good. Next up from Hopfly here in Charlotte. And it's a collaboration with Salud Cerveceria, also in Charlotte. Hey, yo, this is uh, Kali Davidson. Not to be confused with Kiri Eleison. It's a Baltic porter. I have um, got the joke, but I wasn't cleaning your that's mess. Fine. I'm sorry. I um, it's a Baltic porter. It's a very good Baltic porter. It is. It, it is it, like when you think about a Baltic porter, this is exactly what you're thinking of. It's a really good expression of that beer. I love it. I'm a buy. Wells? Yeah. This is too style. This could have been a Divine Barrel White Label release as far as I'm concerned. 100%. Uh, yeah. The one thing, like, so I am going to buy this beer, but I am going to just beg and plead, like, it. I think there's some in barrels. I think. Uh, if I'm, there sorry, is, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Wait, know, exactly. Time out. What? It was, I was a what? I think they're, uh, I think they barreled this. And if they did, I need to double check. Uh, I think I can double check on Wednesday. But this is delicious. The only thing that could make this better is a bourbon barreled version. That's it. Um, this this is like the definitive Baltic Porter. No nuts. It's great. Um, I know it's been sitting in the queuser for a couple months now. Um, and I'm just glad we got around to it because it deserves a chance to shine. Bye. Josh. Yeah, this is. <clears throat> excuse me. Are you a, a screamo? Yeah. <laughs> it's really a song about you, you know, breaking up with your girlfriend. That's fine. This is yeah. Uh, I can't add anything else to it. Uh, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, just two style perfect barrel age. Yes, please. Absolute buy. Final beer up. Final beer up. Um, as mentioned in the last show, a uh, buddy of mine was up at Zillico, and he's like, hey, here's what they have. Are you interested in this? And I'm like, hmm, that looks interesting. Little stubby bottles. How cute. Hooray beer. And I'm like, oh, it's an oatmeal stout. I like oatmeal stouts, number one. Number two, I trust Zillicoa. Number three, get some of that beer in my face. And so we're having uh, Zillico's Oatmeal Stout. I'm going to tell you all both, having uh, sat down with a single bottle of this on my own, this is everything I want in an Oatmeal Stout. There's no adjuncts. There's nothing funky going on. It is rich. It is smooth. It is sumptuous. It's got body to it. It is a whopping like seven and a half percent, which truly doesn't actually. So it's actually eight and a half. Huh? Untapped calls it 7.4. Uh, the bottle says eight and a half. Which are you going to trust? I mean, whatever. The bottle. Right. This is what I want from an oatmeal stout. To Wells' point on the last beer, the only way this beer gets any better, and I mean this honestly, the only way this gets better is with a barrel treatment. Quite possibly one of the best oatmeal stouts that I can remember having. Wow. And I'm, I'm wow. including Fremont's Dark Star. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm putting that out. I'm putting that out there right wow. now. Wow. That's high praise. This, 
I will put this toe to toe with Fremont's Dark Star because like Revolution doesn't just make their oatmeal. St- I mean, I, I'm sure they do, but I don't ever buy it. This is amazing. I friggin' love this. This was like, you know, what? if you're ever in those situations where, where a friend says like, hey, I'm at a place. I can get these beers. Do you want any of them? And you're like, yeah, sure. And like, you don't know if they're going to be good. And then the one just like absolutely blows your mind. This is that beer for me. Huge buy for me. Wells, what do you think? The only complaint that I have about this beer, like, like what, what do you want in this beer? Like, honestly, less ABV. Um, what? Yeah. What? This this is super sneaky. What? I think I was so much happier when I thought this was like a six. It's a six. It's not. It is. You said it's like an eight. It's a six. I read uh, wrong. I didn't have my glasses that's on. That's a little high for what I consider an oatmeal stout to be. But the fact that I'm sitting here like, I cannot believe that it's above eight. So good. It, it, this is, this is really good. Big buy. Josh. I mean, duh. Like, I love an oatmeal stout. You do. This is streets ahead of most oatmeal stouts that I think I've ever had in my entire life. And the fact that it's just plain, like there's no adjuncts to it, and it is this good, like holy shit. Uh, I, I, I feel like it is high time at this point that the three of us visit Zillacoa because we have had so many of their beers that are so good. Wells also raves about their tacos. So I love tacos. I love tacos. So it's like a win-win at this point. You're a big fan of the pink ones, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? So I tap that is what's our favorite beer of the show? What's the beer that we would like to have a full keg of? And like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is probably the worst for me show of, 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 of a long time. Normally, I you know like it's like ah, oh, there's a bunch of stuff I I can do without whatever. Um, I literally have I, I have a, a literal sextal of that triple C Kolsch yeah. in my truck. Yep, with within like twenty yards. Yes, you do. That flat brim is fantastic. Um, I'm not going to talk about that stupid frog beer. Um, the peach. Nostalgia fog beer. I, I'm 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 like literally like mind blown. Wow. On that, um, I'm not even mad. Like like I, I may have to run up to Common Market and buy some of that. The Baltic Porter from Hotfly is amazing and and truly like setting up this lineup. I put that Zillicoa oatmeal stout in there, going like. It's totally going to take everybody because it's that damn good. And it is that damn good. But, ah, I literally bought a keg of the, of the Kolsch. Like, I like I, I kind of feel like I have to tap that. No, you're going to tap the Zillicoa. You're right. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. I'm just a, such a sucker for a good, heavy stout without any adjuncts. It's that that oatmeal but stout. But it's is not that. a heavy stout. It it's it's not weighty. It's got a chew to it. It is not a light. So so there's the like dry Irish stouts. There's the um, Guinness style. There's the oh, it's like super roasty, but it drinks like a light beer. That is not this. This is a good thick chewy beer. Yeah, Zillico for me. Wells. Wells. Oh, uh, surprise, surprise. It's going to be the Zillicoa for me, too. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I can't believe we're like so excited about Zillicoa. Josh! It, it, it was really close. That Terp Fog was so good. but Correct. But in terms of reputability, I I could see myself getting real burnt out on that. Oh, like yeah. Once that nostalgia novelty wore off. But shit, this is so good. And again... I literally bought a keg of that Kolsch and I will destroy between me and, and everybody that comes to my son's graduation party. We will destroy that keg of Kolsch. <laughs> right. Josh, your thoughts? Man, this isn't fair. It's a bad one. Yeah, you put my beer of the year from two years ago in this lineup and then you give me the Kolsch and then we have the fog and none of this is fair. 
Like, can I just put them all on? Like, can I just have a four character? Uh, I mean, all right, like, it's, it's got to be not, the Zilkoa. It's not quite Zombieland, but you can double tap. Like, I get it, right? No, it's right. got to be the the Zilkoa. That's, That's just so just damn good. Fantastic. It is so good. And this, outside of the one beer you two didn't like that I did, this was actually a fairly stellar lineup. Yeah, of, that that Tox beer, like you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, it's a Josh beer. I get it. Sometimes I like shit. I, you that never you know. Don't. Yeah, I never know when I'm setting up the lineup, but I'm just like, well, here's the stuff, and I'm gonna get some IPAs in. It'll be fine. Yeah. So Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Crapbeercast.com on the interwebs. Uh, you can slide into Josh's DMs at CBcast. We have a Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/crapbeercast. Oh, also Patreon.com/slash/crapbeercast. If you want to support us that way. But let's be real. You're not listening. I could be saying anything right now. Like purple monkey dishwasher next week's lottery numbers and you would have missed out because you're not paying any attention to be fair i get it you don't care you've heard us say this nine time and time again i'm gonna say wells where can they find you and he'll be like at all, all the wells, wells on like and nothing. josh where can they find you and josh is like i'm at josh cbc on twitters but like whatever yeah but whatever you can also follow her subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody, and we will talk to you guys next Thursday.